The CHOW program is all about feeding our children. And what we know is that when we talk about the whole child, children cannot learn if they're hungry. And so that's our first concern. Our first concern is going to be dealing with the whole child and with those children. Welcome to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Our topic, CHOW, the Murfreesboro City Schools Combating Hunger on Wheels bus. Every summer, the colorful bus heads out to neighborhoods to distribute healthy meals to children 18 and under. Amid recent school closings for the COVID-19 pandemic, the free emergency food service program got its wheels turning early to provide breakfast and lunch. Our guest is Dr. Linda Gilbert. She's the director of Murfreesboro City Schools. Of course, many of you know her. Uh, Dr. Gilbert was appointed superintendent in 2010. In 1998, Dr. Gilbert was named Teacher of the Year. And more recently, in 2018, she was named the Tennessee Superintendent of the Year. Prior to her appointment, she served as the Associate Professor in MTSU's Education Leadership Department. Dr. Gilbert, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. We're living in strange days. Indeed. Um, we're living through a pandemic, and everything that was normal is no longer normal on a daily basis. And I just have to say from a personal note, I want to thank you. And I know a lot of parents and children want to thank you for your leadership through this. Well, it's certainly not my leadership. I'm blessed to work with really, really good people. And the support of the city council, the support of the school board, the support of the community makes all the difference. But I work with really, really great people. As soon as the COVID-19 uh, pandemic began to appear here in uh, Murfreesboro and throughout the world, um, when it hit this area and the schools were closed, you all immediately went into action in response by providing meals. Can you kind of explain to us the decision-making process? I can. Uh, obviously, our school nutrition department is outstanding, and so under the leadership of Sandy Sheely and her folks, they already had the chow buses. We were prepared. We knew how to roll, and so it was just a matter of her already deciding to do that and are jointly deciding to do that. So what has changed a little bit is we actually have more buses now. So we're using our school buses too. We have our little chow buses, but our school buses should have a big bright sign on them that say chow. And that's enabled us to go into about uh, 26, 27, 28 areas of the city. So really, really proud of our nutrition staff. Give us a description of what the chow program is all about. The chow program is all about feeding our children. And what we know is that when we talk about the whole child, children cannot learn if they're hungry. And so that's our first concern. Our first concern is going to be dealing with the whole child and with those children. And the child bus is funded through USDA, the meals are, and it allows us to feed anyone that's 18 year, years old or younger from anywhere. So you don't have to be a citizen of Murfreesboro. You don't have to be a pre-K six student. You can be anyone who's 18 years old or under, and it is through a grant program with USDA. And so it's really utilizing buses that would already be out of service and also some of our current buses too now to help feed our community. Are there any changes with this program that had to 
come into play suddenly? Well, obviously we're using more buses, and so that makes a difference. And so I encourage people to look for not just the chow buses that are colorful, as you mentioned, but also to look for the um, school buses that are out there. The other thing we're doing is we are providing our backpack meals that we would normally send home with children. We actually have those on the buses on Friday. And so this is going to be enough food to get the children through the weekend, and that's important. So um, it's kind of interesting to watch the transition from being in the school and providing the backpack meals to actually being on the chow bus and providing the meals. The other thing we are doing is we now are getting school supplies out to children through the chow buses and we're getting books out. So we have a great partnership with our SROs with the Murfreesboro Police Department. They're following our buses in at least eight places. And well, actually all of our buses, but there are eight uh, Murfreesboro Police cars that are out there and they're providing books. And so when you look at what we're doing, we're serving over a thousand meals a day. Last week we were able to hand out 2,500 books and I believe that we handed out about 550 backpacks last Friday so it's pretty phenomenal. So Dr. Gilbert when it comes to actually distributing the food to the children mm -hmm. what's different about the summer program and this particular program? I guess one of the biggest differences is normally during the summer we have the children actually come on the bus to receive the food and that's not the case now because of the CDC guidelines so we are actually handing the food to the children and letting them take it with them. And I'm sure they don't really mind as long as they get the food, right? That would be absolutely right. You said that 18 and under. Right. Uh, who's eligible? Is it everyone in Murfreesboro? or? It's everyone anywhere. So we ostensibly could have someone driving in from the county or, or other places because it is, it is not funded through our general purpose funds. It's a whole separate grant from the USDA. And it is for anyone who's 18 and under. How many meals, I think you said you had up to 1,000 at one point, but are roughly how many meals per day now, and how has that growth occurred? We're, we're serving at least 1,000 a day. I, would, we, I know we're up this week. I haven't checked with Sandy Sheely about it, but I know we were running about 1,000 a day last week, and I'm sure that we have increased that with the publicity and with the increased need. Do you have some people that are older than 18 that come that would like a meal, but you have to tell them that the program only provides for 18? I don't think we've done that. Um, I think that, that pretty much the ones that we're seeing are your elementary students, maybe some junior high students, but certainly uh, we are looking at 18 and under. And I think probably if we did have someone who uh, came in, who or if that person was over 18, I think we would try to... to uh, point them toward other services that are available in the community besides just the chow bus. You said the program was funded by the USDA, the right. United States Agricultural Department, mm -hmm. um, but they weren't expecting this to happen. Right. So what, what happened with, with how they funded it? I have not, I've not heard about any problem with that. I'm sure that they're, right now we're looking at um, the possibility of spreading that even more. And my request would be that instead of having to do an application for certain sites, that the state and the federal government beginning begin to look at just make it blanket coverage. We're not there yet, but I think with some of the things that are coming into place from the federal government, I don't foresee that there's a problem with that because I think that everyone understands that the safety and the personal care of our people have to come first before anything else. And I assume as a, as a director of schools, you weren't as concerned about that in the immediacy as make sure that meals were provided. Absolutely. We're, we are going to take care of our children and our families. That's our first priority. We also hear that schools talk about 
and you mentioned this, the backpack food mm -hmm. program. So how is that different? Uh, we have certain foods that are going to be easy for uh, people to take home and to cook. So you're looking at microwavable um, meals. And we actually have what meals, what items we're accepting on the website. So it, it might be something like macaroni and cheese. It may be fruit cups. It may be juice boxes. But we do have those on the website. If you go on the website and you look under either donations or un under home to school, then you're going to find that list is. So our website is www.cityschools.net, or you can call the city schools office at 615-893-2313 if we have some people that would like to donate. Uh, we certainly will take those donations. But, but the idea is to have food that's easy prepared, but that is nutritious, and that our children could prepare if they needed to, that would last them through that weekend until the child bus arrives again the next, next Monday. So this is so if a child is at home and they don't have someone helping them provide a meal they at least can do that themselves if, if necessary absolutely absolutely and that's fantastic and I understand that the school resource officers in Murfreesboro have gotten very involved in this. Share that with us as well. Well, it was interesting because I was walking in the office this morning and I ran into one of them. Um, so it's it's they are such a blessing to us. And since that program has been instituted and we now have one in every school, it's really amazing to see the relationships that have been formed. And those relationships carry over. So when that child bus is rolling in and you have the police officers coming in their car right after them the love that is shown between that police officer and that child they immediately recognize them they immediately come to them and so it's kind of fun because you see these big burly guys and these strong women and they're coming in the central office and they may be looking for a specific first grade book that a child has requested and they will do whatever it takes to get that child that particular book so it's really really neat to watch that and as I said when you're looking at 2,500 books being given out a week that's that's pretty amazing and that's that's in addition to the little libraries which are outside each one of our schools they kind of look like big birdhouses and families are welcome to go there our school board is actually going in every day and putting in new books into those libraries so that's another access that that families can have to books is outside of the schools but the SROs are pretty amazing and um, we're also having them hand out um, school supplies and starting on, I believe it's April the 6th, it's the Monday that would be after our normal spring break, um, they're actually gonna be helping us with deliver some materials for instruction too. So they have been just tremendous partners. One thing we should discuss right before we close is um, up until yesterday, schools were closed through April right. 3rd, I believe, right. correct? But that's been extended. Right. Explain what you need to tell us about that. Well, that has been extended. So uh, we are closed through April 24th, at least at this time. The governor had a press conference yesterday and asked that we make that decision. And certainly we are conducive to that because we want our family safe. And so what that looks like now is we've already started shifting to instruction. And what does that look like? Not that it would be required because we want to make sure that all of our children have access to it. And so our families will be hearing more about that next week and we'll be sending out an all call about that but we are going to be putting more electronic kinds of resources on the website but also we're going to have some packets that families can use if they need to um, we want to make sure that learning is not lost so we want to make sure that we can mitigate in any way we can the learning um, a lot of our schools because of the time of year it is as far as new learning really new concepts 
uh, we're not interested in that as much as we are spiraling back and making sure that we've not lost the learning that's happened this year. So we'll, we'll be talking more about that next week. Well, again, we should probably emphasize how people can donate and what that location is and the phone number. Right. If you go to the website, www.cityschools.net, I'm getting much better at saying that, by the way. Um, if they'll look on there, they will see where it says donations, and it's in big letters, and they can click on that, and they can donate, and they can donate either food, specific food for the backpacks, or funding to the City Schools Foundation, which is a 501c3, and we will use that for the backpack food or for supplies but it is for relief for this particular time that we're in so we certainly appreciate that because this program will continue through the 24 it will continue as, as long as we, as we need for it to continue all right, right. thanks dr gilbert thank for you being so much us. thank you dr gilbert has been speaking with us uh, she is the director of the murfreesboro city schools and she's been talking about chow the school's free emergency food program. For more information on the city of Murfreesboro, visit www.murfreesboro.tn.gov. You've been listening to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. Until next time, I'm Mike Browning. Thanks for joining us.